Take a while and listen, ladies and gentlemen, to the shit show that is Azeroth Coast to Coast. I am Chris, your host this week, while Gavril is out sodomizing farm cows all over Texas. Joining me this week, he is returning from his cult meetings. It is Kevin. Hello. Hi, buddy. Uh, last week, we spoke about Heroes of the Storm at PAX Seats with our lovely guest, Arlie. We love her. She is awesome. Uh, but this week, we are going to be explaining to you crazy people why Black Ops 4 on the Battle.net platform is not the end of the world. So cam your tits and your nuts as we jump into this week's show. Hey, buddy. Hey, how you doing, Chris? I'm very well. Very happy. Very good. Th- things are looking up for me in the world for a change. <laughs> nice to hear. So... Tell us a little bit about your week. Uh, my week, I've been mostly playing Heroes of the Storm, um, and we've started playing some Jackbox games because uh, raiding is getting old, and we couldn't even kill Agrimar this week. I love so, Jackbox um, games. They're so fun. Yeah. Uh, there's one called Save the Internet on Pack 4 that we started doing that's pretty funny. And uh, we played with the Australians last night and had a blast, so that was cool. You know um, what we need to do? We need to just get everyone together and just play a big game of cards against humanity again. We haven't done that yeah. in so long. Yeah, those are fun. Um, but yeah, just mostly heroes. We started playing some ranked matches. I got placed in Team League Silver 3, and I uh, ranked up to Silver 2. So nice. um, those are mostly with like uh, Nash and Vince and uh, LB. So having a lot of fun there. Nice. And what about else? yourself? Oh, for me? No, uh, yeah. Mostly, believe it or not, mostly also Heroes of the Storm. I've been perfecting my casters. I've been playing a lot of Kael'thas, a lot of KT, some Jaina, some Ming Ming. I have moved away from the support role more that I usually do, because when I do Team League, it's with me and my friend Ben and Brad. We play a Team League together quite a bit. Uh, and Ben's been filling in mostly as the support in the tank, which was the roles I used to do. And I've been jumping more to the to the caster burst DPS heroes, and I've been enjoying Carry. it a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been jumping more on the carries, but in fairness, Ben's Garrosh and his Diablo, he might as well be carrying. <laughs> He's so wow. good at those two. Um, I try to get Garrosh banned every game. Yeah, it's, when, when we're when we're playing KT, when I'm playing KT, he either tries to make sure he gets Garrosh or we ban Garrosh. Yeah. Um, Garrosh is just game breaking at times uh, especially if you're one of the squishy casters he screws you over especially if you're a KT and trying to stack oh it's a nightmare um, mm-hmm. but I will be doing a lot of team league I'm up to platinum 3 I want to say platinum 3 or platinum 4 I can't remember which one it is oh, um, so I've accepted I will not be back in diamond this season I am sad but it's because I don't play enough I need to get back in and just sit down and play more um I've been playing a lot of Divinity 2, uh, which is a RPG D&D style game. It's a lot of fun. Um, I'm jumping around as a sorcerer that can also heal. It's really, really fun. I've been jumping a lot into the story mode, and we're looking for a couple more people so we can try the Game Master mode, where it's, it's essentially just D&D. <laughs> um, yeah been playing Pillows of Eternity 2, absolutely loving the story in that game. The Critical Role mod uh, makes the custom party members so much fun because I'm essentially running around with a Grog, a Vax, and a Keyleth, and it's great. Um, and a lot of d and uh, As you can tell, my, my weeks consist of essentially D&D nowadays. Um, yeah. 
I DM'd a one shot on Saturday while our normal DM was at a wedding, and it was a lot of fun. Everyone had a lot of fun, and I got to disintegrate one of the players. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, a beholder eye beam just disintegrated him. It was great. <laughs> Does he get to use that character the next game? Or uh, is well, it's a one shot, so essentially, I, the character's still alive. It was yeah, okay. it's fine. It was a one shot. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, have we got anything for listener feedback? Um, there was not too much listener feedback this week, actually. So, no, that's a no. That's fine. Just a reminder to everyone, if you do want to get talk to us during the week, if you do want to send us feedback, you can send it to the show uh, Twitter, AzerothCTC, uh, or you can send it to our email address, which is feedback at AzerothCTC.com. We also have a Discord, and we have uh, SoundCloud. So, if you want to talk to us, Use those methods and we'll get we'll add it to the show or we'll even talk to you on Discord. It all works. Yeah. And I mean, we do have some active people on Discord, but it's just difficult to go through all of the... Well, it's difficult to go through all of the... Um, <laughs> you jumped to uh, another feedback. channel. It was funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. And now I'm hearing myself. I'm, I'm hearing you, boys. Meet me again. Meet me again. All right. <laughs> There you go. Okay, we got it. We're started. We're fixed. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, before we move on to uh, the news for the week, uh, I want to give a big shout out to the guys over at Con Before the Storm. Um, they are getting ever closer to their second uh, stretch goal, which I want to say is the second ballroom. Yes? Uh, yeah, the second ballroom. Uh, so yes, that is that is what we want. It allows them to expand the meet and greet area. It allows them to uh, expand pretty much everything because there'll be more more space for podcasts, everything like that. So uh, if you haven't already and you love Con Before the Storm, you love the idea of Con Before the Storm, please head over to their website conbeforestorm dot com. Uh, back them on Kickstarter. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, so I, we were there last year. We were there the year before. We volunteer for the event. Uh, we've both backed them. We back them every year. Um, yeah, we love them. <laughs> so let's uh, move on to uh, news for the week. Shall we? Sure. Uh, let's talk about World of Warcraft first, and then we'll jump down the rest of them, because World of Warcraft's the bulk of the news. Uh, so, okay. big one, uh, World of Warcraft uh, beta for, uh, for Battle for Azeroth got a big update this week. Uh, the main thing that uh, beta, beta users are seeing is that Darkshore, Teldrassil, and um, Tiras Fault, I could never remember the, the undead area, Tiras Fall Glades, uh, the open zones and their maps have been updated to reflect the events of the burning of Teldrassil and the siege of the Undercity. Um, and oh my god, they look amazing. What what did they do to the zones? Um, so uh, if you've watched any of the videos and you've watched any or you've played any of the content on the beta, uh, the entire Undercity, the entire Teldrassil zone is no longer accessible uh, unless you swap back. Um, with Mirrors Dorbu, which allows you to swap back to the old version of Darkshore and Teldrassil. So Teldrassil okay. is unac- unavail- uh, unaccessible in the updated version, 
and it is just a burning image in the background. Like the whole tree is just burning. Hmm. Uh, and Dark Shore is apparently where the pre-patch stuff is going to take place. So they've updated that to reflect on it and all of that. Uh, it's, it is beautiful and terrifying at the same time uh, for Teldrassil and Dark Shore. And Tears Fall is just a mess. Just a fucking mess. The Alliance <laughs> wrecked that place. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, cool. we knew all this was going to happen so, <laughs> but yes it is very cool that they're upgrading the open world um, but for clarification because we now know how it's going to work uh, for clarification undead players will still start in Terrace Fall and Night Elf players will still start in Teldrassil and Dark Shore um, with the Worgen coming to Dark Shore later um, but there will be a bronze dragonflight member there who can swap it between the old version of these zones and the new version of these zones very similarly to what they've done with the blasted lands for the warlords of draenor pre-event so the old version of the maps are still available and completely be used to complete achievements and story and all that and the new versions will be ticked over once you actually enter battle for azeroth content okay so these are all good things. Um, speaking of characters in Battle for Azeroth, the server, the realm limit for characters has been will be bumped up to eighteen, uh, which is too higher than the previous sixteen uh, when Battle for Azeroth was announced. Uh, so because we're getting six allied races instead of just the four, uh, we will be getting uh, no wait because we're getting eight allied races instead of just the six. Uh, we'll be getting two additional character slots per realm. Cool. So that's eighteen for the the server. So the, is that split between Horde and Alliance? Nope. That's just eighteen for the server. Okay. Cool. Which will allow one of every class and one of every uh, one of every class with a mix of every uh, allied race within that. Gotcha. Uh, let's see. We've got uh, the Kulturian Aquatic Druid form was announced. Kevin thinks it looks evil, but I've explained it to him that it, within the context of Kulturis, it really, really fits and it looks really good. But he still thinks it looks evil. Mm, looks evil. Uh, you're a crazy person. Many world uh, many map of the, updates. Yeah. <laughs> many world map updates. Uh, we've got the. All the zones have the world maps. We're getting some more for dungeons, some more for... Uh, we've got the all the world maps for the updated uh, Darkshore, Tirisfall, and Teldrassil, uh, uh, which isn't really there anymore. Um, and the world map itself was updated with the ruins of Darnassus and the ruins of Undercity. All right. Yeah. And you and want can, to talk about this last one? You can find most of them on like MMO Champion and oh yeah, like all the that. pictures are on MMO Champion, uh, where you go for all of your Bayon news. <laughs> yep. And what I wanted to talk about was the five million gold Brontosaur mount that has an auctioneer on it and a merchant. Link will be in the show notes. Uh, I thought this looks cool, and I like the ability to auction remotely. But five million is a pretty big task. Um, I've maybe gotten 1.5 million this expansion, so I can't imagine how long it'll take to get to 5 million. Eh, it'll take time, but that or you can just buy a crap ton of uh, wild tokens. 
if you're if you're no. willing and able. No. I said if you're willing and able. I didn't say you should. I said if you're willing and able. If you're like a rich man who plays Warcraft, that's that's what yes, you're going to do. There you go. But I'm assuming it's for people who play the auction house as a job, and they would have the gold for that. Well, I almost have the gold for it, so... Cool. I might get it. I'm not sure. I, I, I'll probably get it just to build up another one of that mount collection. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Diablo 3, Season 13 is ending soon. Um, that's all the news that they gave us. I'm assuming it'll be like in a few weeks or a month or something like that. Uh, Hearthstone news. Yeah. Hearthstone news. They're doing some balance changes on cards. Link will be in the show notes. Go check that out. If you care about that, Chris, the big news this week is heroes of the storm, which we have an event starting. Yeah. I'm excited as a wrestling fan, as someone who watches WrestleMania every year and gets nerded out about it. Nexomania is so my thing. <laughs> Mexican uh, wrestling. Lucha Libra. Get it right. Lucha Libra. Okay. Uh, Nexomania is coming between May 22nd and June 11th. It is the WrestleMania of the Nexus. Uh, they are amazing legendary skins coming for Lunara, Sonya, ETC. There's epic skins coming for Diablo. There's another set of, sorry, did I say ETC for legendary? Garrosh, not ETC. Uh, so legendary is Lunara, Sonya, and Garrosh. Epic skins for uh, Diablo, ETC, and Karazim. We've got two, uh, three amazing mounts. We've got a giant pinata, a tiny little Lucha Chihuahua, uh, that is just the most adorable thing on the planet. And a shark. I don't get where the shark's coming in, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a summer event thing that they couldn't get in and they just throw it in here. It's a, yeah, it doesn't either way, it looks Either way, it looks great, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, oh, the portraits are fantastic for this event. I love the portraits and the sprays. Uh, I love what Heroes do, does with their shit. It's so good. And there's going to be a quest this year. Tell us about the quest, Kevin. Okay, the quest is you pick to quest for Sonya or Lunara, and you have to complete basically the same thing no matter which route you take. But at the end of it, you will get a Lunara portrait or a Sonya portrait in the El Guapo announcer pack. Um, and along the way, you'll oh, get Guapo. some sprays and a portrait and things like that. But... Um, do you get the skins when you complete the quest? I don't think you do, right? It doesn't look like it. Uh, so for the first part of the quest, you get a general portrait. Second part of the quest, you get an underworld spray. Uh, third part, you get another animated spray. And then uh, the fourth part, you get the portrait of either Lunara or Sonya plus the announcer. And bear in mind, the, the portraits and uh, sprays that you get building up are linked to either Lunara or Sonya. So you'll get different ones depending on which character you choose to quest for. Yeah, link will be in the show notes. What do you think about this quest? The final quest is to achieve 100 takedowns in winning games. Do you think that will be difficult? Well, with the length, with the amount of time that the event's going on for, it might be a little difficult. I think for a one that has to be winning games only and you have to get the takedowns, uh, it sh- the, qu- the event might need to be a little longer. I think they should drop that to maybe fifty. Yeah, I but mean, then you've also got the second one that's achieved seventy takedowns in winning games. 
So yeah. it could just be a thing that's that if you play enough, you'll definitely get it. If you don't, then you clearly don't want the stuff. Is it? I wonder if it's just going to be kills or if they're going to factor in assists too. I hope they factor in assists to those takedowns. Yeah, because that would be a lot easier. It would make more sense. Because you can easily get like 10 a game if it's factoring in assists. Oh, if you're you're like a Kael'thas or a Tracer, you can get like 20, 30 a game. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. But I'm really interested in this. I like... The Garrosh one where he has a chair. The chair. That he's hitting people with. There's, he's got the That's chair. Hilarious. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I love it. And uh, um, the Karazim skin where he looks like an Irish uh, wrestler or an Irish boxer. boxer. Yeah. I, I, love the, I love the Sonya skin because she has an, a barbed wired bat. <laughs> it's yeah. And great. cat ears. And cat ears. And cat ears. You can't forget the cat ears. Yeah. And Lunara just kind of looks like death. Death incarnate. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to that event. Should be fun. And a very quick update on the Lunara and Diablo changes. They are live on the PTR and will be coming with uh, Nexus Mania. Nexomania. So uh, if you do want to test all this stuff out, it is on the PTR. So jump on, have a look. Uh, and they'll all be going live on May 22nd in the US and May 23rd in Europe. Um, Overwatch news, they're going to have another free weekend, May 25th to 28th. So if you still don't have Overwatch and you live in a box, then you know you can play for free next weekend. Yep. Woo! Overwatch. Uh let's do the Blizzard news first. Okay. Uh um, Blizzard will be at Gamescom this year. Uh again, like as they yeah. always are. Um it'll be GamesCon is August 21st through uh, 21st through 25th. So they'll be at Gamescon, and then in October we've got BlizzCon. In November, sorry, we've got BlizzCon. So all the Blizzard uh, events, yeah. Yep. Uh, and the one that is essentially us moving into the main topic, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 will be joining the Battle.net platform family. Uh, it is the... <laughs> It is the first, uh, it is the second, second game? Second game to join the Battle.net platform world that is not a Blizzard game yeah. uh, joining alongside Destiny. It is Activision published. Uh, so it makes sense that it's there. But that's the news. We're going to talk about um, signing up for the PC beta. Uh, there will be a link for that in our show notes. If you are a Call of Duty player and you're interested, bear in mind, it is not going on Steam this year. It is only going to be exclusively through the Battle.net platform. Um, we'll have a link to that and all the information on Call of Duty uh, in our show notes. It's it's not a game I ever thought we'd be talking about on a Blizzard podcast. Yeah, pretty crazy. <laughs> it just, it's, it's fucking nuts. I love it though. Um, uh, let's jump onto the main topic. Right. So we're going to talk about the introduction of other games into the Battle.net launcher. Now, this is something that's happened in the past. We have obviously had Destiny 2, which is a Bungie product uh, published by Activision. Um, and now we have a Treyarch product published by Activision onto the Battle.net launcher with uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4. We've been seeing some interesting things on social media, some interesting things on blog posts. 
<laughs> what what interesting things have you been seeing? I've seen people freaking the shit out. Um, I, I read one on an MMO Champion post that was essentially, so what, it's essentially the Activision.net launcher now. Right. I've read one that was saying Blizzard is bending over the barrel for their sister company. I've mm. read one that was just saying, right, well, I'm just going to unsubscribe to WoW and not play Battle.net games anymore if I'm going to be forced <laughs> to see these buttons. That's going a little far. Uh, people, it is not the end of the world. No one's forcing you to play these games. Yeah. They might be forcing you to see the buttons for the games, but they're not forcing you to play the games. That's the extent of it. The buttons are there for you to see. That's the extent of it. It has no effect on WoW players. It has no effect on Heroes players. It has no effect on Diablo players, if you still exist. Um, it has no effect on Destiny players. Yep. Are- I mean, I watched the little hype video that they had for it, and they're trying to tout it as like, you know, you'll be able to talk to your friends who are playing Black Ops now, and it's like, yeah, I mean, oh. that that's what Discord is for. <laughs> you know, like, there's plenty of other ways to do that. It's, it, you know, I don't think that there's a huge benefit. I think the main reason why we're seeing this is because the people who make Black Ops don't want to have to reinvent the wheel and create an entirely new online architecture for. Uh, PC, you know, gaming. I mean, was, was this a PC game in the past, or was yes, this Black Ops? Game? Black Ops. Uh, all Call of Duty games have been PC games in the past, and they've all went through the Steam servers. Um, mm. So here's where I think it comes down to: money, the big dollar thing, that thing. Because to get a game on Steam, as far as I'm aware, now don't quote me on this completely. As far as I'm aware, you have to pay to get a game on Steam. Has to be greenlit and paid. Yes, correct. I I'm not sure, but it would make sense, especially if they're housing some type of an architecture to play those games through. Um, so you would, and I would assume Steam would take a portion of any of the money to purchase the games on the product. Well, they would need to take a cut to pay for the servers, exactly, and then and the hosting. And my logic here is it's probably cheaper to put it on Battle.net than it is to put it on Steam. Yeah. That's because, probably uh, what it comes down to here. The big dollar sign in the sky. Yep. And I mean, the other thing is, is that they have a dedicated fan base on Blizzard products to pull from, which we talked about with Destiny. And they probably have better cloud architecture for hosting the game servers than uh, Steam does. You know, that, that, the good thing about the good thing about Call of Duty is that they're at least with Black Ops, always with Black Ops so far, is that they are running dedicated servers. So it's not even like they're going to have to worry about people owning servers and shit like that. It's all run through. Thank you, LB. Valve apparently genuinely takes thirty percent of mm-hmm. anything that Valve genuinely takes thirty. Gen, generally, oh my god, I can't English. Generally takes thirty percent. So that's money that they're losing for hosting it on Steam. More than likely, it's going to be cheaper to host it on a Battle.net platform because right. they're, they're, they're sister companies. So when either company makes money, they're both making money. Right. And, you know, from what we've seen lately in World of Warcraft, they are working on, you know, advanced cloud architectures for online games. They're, you know, doing this whole sharding system and... Sharding. Uh, I'm a, 
<laughs> I'm assuming <laughs> that that functionality is something that you know will work well for Black Ops as it has Guarding Destiny. Not so like, much because it's well, a different, it's a different system. It's, it's, it's a completely different game. It's it's not open world like Black like Destiny is. It's mm-hmm. it's just a complete FPS shooter crazy. Think of it more like Overwatch, uh, except well, except Call of Duty has a story mode. Like when when you hint, get into a, a game, hint. <laughs> like when you get into a game that has got to be very similar to the same architecture they're using for Overwatch, right? Oh, yeah, like it's the exact get, same architecture. You know, six people together on one side, six people on another side. The difference with Call of Duty is that it can be up to forty people. Forty. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, I think. I, I know Battlefield, which is the Call of Duty's biggest competitor, um, can have up to 100 on, on either team. Wow. And I think Call of Duty wants to do some of those big, bigger things. And they're doing a battle, they're doing a, a battle royale mode this year as well. Hmm. So we've got Call of Duty Fortnite now. Yeah. Which I'm actually quite excited for. But I'm not at the same time because I don't like those kind of games. But I like Call of Duty games, so I'm kind of okay with it, and I want to try the mashup. You know it what I mean? Should, it should be interesting for sure. Yeah. But the the server technology, I'm sure, is why they're doing this. I mean, for no other Holy reason shit. than that, it's got to be the server functionality. LB just broke me. There's no single player campaign this year. I don't even. I never played a Black so- Black Ops game. It's the first time I've even. But seen the Black it, Ops so. campaigns are awesome. Oh well, what's selling games right now is multiplayer, and like they're trying. Like from what I saw in the gameplay video that Polygon released, it's very similar to Overwatch. Yeah, I mean, but the reason I did, the reason I don't enjoy like Star Wars Battlefront is because there is no single player campaign. The reason I don't play as much Overwatch as I would like to is because there is no single player campaigns. When Retribution was a thing, I played Overwatch till my face turned blue. When Retribution was on, I mm-hmm. played nothing but Overwatch because I love the single player campaign. I'm kind of sad now. I'm probably not going to buy this. I mean, if you want to do a team-based shooter, then great. You know, I'd rather play Overwatch than this, but that's just me. That's made I mean, me a little sad. I was excited to buy it and get another Call of Duty campaign. Now I'm sad. I mean, I, frankly, I don't care if Blizzard adds a bunch of other games to the platform if, you know, it means that, you know, they're making more money and um, they're getting some type of payment. I don't know how the, the payment system works, but the more the more people that are playing Blizzard games maybe there's more crossover to the Blizzard titles from, you know, people who just played Black Ops. Oh, yeah, this is a this is a great thing for both companies. You've got Black Ops players moving on to the Battle.net platform. You've got uh, easy access to this game from players already on the Battle.net platform. Um, it's, it's, it's a win-win for both companies. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wish that they would somehow divorce the, you know, server technology for the games from the launcher itself. Like, um, I guess you could buy it, you like the, the marketplace from the actual server architecture. So like buying the games anywhere, that was one thing that I like about Steam. I like that you can buy pretty much any, any video game you want from that one interface. And the more that kind of splinter off and you have to only buy them from a different place is kind of i don't i don't really like that um but you know i like that 
the games are mostly stable and I don't have to worry about well, connection problems most of the time. You can still buy a physical copy of the game and put the code in. So That's you can true. get it from other places and possibly get it cheaper than what it is on Battle.net. Because I know Battle.net is £50. I don't know what it is in dollars. It's £50 in the UK. Which is a little expensive for a game. Uh, so it's, it's on the expensive side, especially a game that doesn't have a single player campaign. I'm never going to let this drop, by the way. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like 50, 60 bucks American. It's, it's, it's a little expensive um, on, on the servers itself. But that also comes down to Activision needs to get their cut. The Blizzard yeah. and Activision both need to make profit from this. Um, because they're, they're companies. It's, it's literally what they, what the whole point of them is. Yes, they make video games, but they are still there to make a profit. Yeah, it's fifty nine ninety nine American, and it says it'll come out on October 12th. So it's cheaper if I buy it American than it is if I buy it on, in the UK. Well, 50 pounds would be a lot more in American. Exactly. So if I buy it US, if, yeah. if, if I like get you to buy me the key and yeah, send it, would it be to cheaper. me, it's mm-hmm. cheaper. Yep. Yep, that's true. Desert, what are you playing at? I mean, I'm it's, sick it's of always you been like always having fucking... Blizzard. Mm, I might get you to gift me this at some point. It would be 45 <laughs> for you. I'm uh, to save a fiver. I might get you to get me this at some point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. That but, is fucking ridiculous. Uh, that's actually annoying. I'm a little annoyed about that because it happens all the time. Do you know the WoW sub is more expensive in the UK than it is in the US? Oh, different money. That's all it is because we because yeah, it's ten pounds over here. It's fifteen dollars. I would. I'm cheaper paying for a US sub than I am paying for a UK sub. Weird. But um, do you think that there's anything that they could add to this that people would start revolting? I mean, if it's just a few games, I don't really see that being a problem. But do you think that there is a breaking point where people... If we start getting ads in video games, that would be a problem. But I don't ever see that being a thing with Blizzard. Um, Like if suddenly there was a... P90 and World of Warcraft as a uh, crossover item from Black Ops, that would be a problem, but I don't see that being a thing. Mm-hmm. Well, what if there was like a, a cross-game promotional event where like you did something in, you had to do something in Call of Duty to get like a Warcraft mount? So, I don't think they'll do that, and here's why. There is no free-to-play version of Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. The only time they've ever done crossover mounts the only time they've ever done crossover stuff like that is Heroes of the Storm or Hearthstone orientated because they are free to play games. They can people can jump in and play them at any point because they are free to play. Hmm. I've never seen them do a oh this is a, a Diablo exclusive. You have to kill um, Malthiel Mal- uh, on on Torment Two to get a mount in Warcraft. I've never seen that because you have to pay for Diablo. It's free and heroes. It's free if they do on Heroes of the Storm, they, and they'll get more interaction that way because well they, it's free. They did do something in in Diablo where one of the seasons you had to get to level seventy, and then you got something. I think in Heroes or I can't remember. Yes, exactly but it was what. something so big as a mount. Okay, it was like a little thing, a portrait. Yeah, so little things like that, maybe, maybe 
like a, a port, but for big things like pets and mounts in Warcraft, I don't think we'll ever see it because mount collectors would freak the fuck out. I would freak the fuck out, and uh, pet collectors would freak the fuck out. Yeah, I think I, little I, little things like maybe some transmog. I wouldn't want to feel like I have to play a game that I have to spend money on or that's not even in the Blizzard arena to get something in a Blizzard game. I think that would feel bad. And I think that's the main reason we're going to see it because they are, although they are on the Battle.net platform, they are not Blizzard games. Yeah. You're not going to see major crossover like we see in Heroes with, uh, if you remember uh, the event for uh, I think it was Warlords of Draenor, uh, where it was uh, for the hor- uh, for for Azeroth, the for Azeroth event. Okay. Um, where you had to do games in War uh, in Heroes of the Storm to get a mount in World of Warcraft. Um, I don't think we'll see any of that orientating around Call of Duty. We've yet to see anything like that orientating around Destiny, and I don't think we ever will. Because they're not Blizzard games, they're not free to play, and it's not something that it's not something that is both publicly a good thing. There is, uh, in regardless of publicity and uh, PR, not a great thing. Uh, it would just cause a lot more drama than the actual effect they would get from it. If anything, they would probably lose money from it. So, um, sorry, I had to drink my coffee. <clears throat> I don't know what else can we talk about this topic. <laughs> it's just how crazy people are being. Just people. The big, the big point we're trying to make here: calm your fucking tits. <laughs> Literally, just chill the fuck out. It's not going to affect you. If you don't want to play Call of Duty, that's fine. Destiny hasn't affected you. If you don't want to play Destiny. Don't play Destiny. It, it's been there for what almost a year now at this point i mean honestly if it wasn't in the BattleNet launcher i would have never even thought about destiny i was gonna purchase destiny uh, on pc regardless because i played the first one i really enjoyed the first one there was problems there's always problems in video games but the actual gameplay itself was a lot of fun so i was gonna purchase destiny anyway the fact that it was on the BattleNet launcher just made it a lot easier for me and allowed me to continue talking to people. Uh, If I'm not on Discord and I don't want to hear things and I have a headache and I just want to play a game, I can still chat to people while playing Destiny. That's a great thing. And it'll be the same with Black Ops. If I I do change my mind and I get it, um, then, you know, it'll be there connected. It's not going to affect anyone else for me jumping on and playing Black Ops. I don't right. see what the I don't see why people are overreacting. There's there it's a sister company under the branch of Activision Blizzard. Blizzard and Activision are sister companies under that umbrella. They are utilizing a system that Blizzard has that has worked well for years, that is continuing to work well, that is very popular and is cheaper to use because they are sisters. They, the companies work together on a regular to do shit. I don't see what the problem is. Yeah. And so essentially, calm your tits, people. And has years of experience, you know, having a place to play online games with people and, you know, have the right technology to make that work for these other games. And as I think, you said before the show, 
Activision ain't going to spend money to reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. And if it's cheaper to put it on Battle.net, which it probably is, let's be honest, it's always going to come down to if it's cheaper because it's a company. Yeah. Then they're going to do it. It makes complete sense. Yep. And I think, you know, after the second game, expect this to happen again. You know, I don't uh, yeah. know what the next game I, will be, but they're going to put more s- on there. We said this with Destiny. This is the start of the Battle.net franchise, the Battle.net platform expanding. I don't think it's going to go further than Activision games. I think we're going to see more Activision games on here. Um, prob- pu- probably uh, developed by other people, published by Activision. But I don't think that's a bad thing. You know what I would be really excited to see? I don't think it'll happen. I don't think it'll ever happen, but I would love to see it. I want to see the Spiral remake on Battle.net. Hmm. I think that would be fucking great. I don't think it'll ever happen, but I would love to see it. Yeah. Are you getting the Spyro remake? No, I'm not. Oh, dude, that was my, that game was my childhood. I'm so excited for it. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking through Activision some did of, a really good job with Crash Bang. So. I'm looking through Crash some Bang. of the other games that Activision puts out now, and um, I don't really see anything that's going to be. It seems too popular to me. Well, like I said, most Activision is mostly known for Call of Duty. Uh, they are mostly known for Destiny. And now they are getting mostly known for reboots. Yeah. Uh, in regards... Excuse me. <clears throat> in regards to Crash, uh, Crash Bandicoot and uh, Spiral. I'm actually looking on their website. Yeah. Uh, like da, 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 da. Amazing Spider-Man, Tony Hawk Pro Skater... Like, no, these are not. Gonna, okay, you know what? Not. I ch- I take back my spiral being on Battle.net is never going to happen because I'm reading on the Activision website right now. Crash Bandicoot is uh, is coming to Xbox One, Switch, and PC via Steam. Mm. So they're still releasing so, some games on Steam. So the the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy is going to Steam. Which is Activision's reboot of the Crash Banks, uh, the Crash Bandicoot uh, franchise. I can very, very easily see Spiral showing up on Battle.net. I think it's got to fit a certain type of like motif. I think like it's got to be a multiplayer. I'm not game. seeing. I'm not seeing sp- the 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 Spiral Reignited trilogy. I'm seeing if they did a, a new Spiral game built around the same archetype. But with multiplayer, I could completely see that showing up on a Battle.net platform. Hmm. Yeah, like the, this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game is never going to come out on the Battle.net launcher. Oh, God, no. I mean, like, that's... I think they're trying to keep it high quality, lots of engagement. You know, that that kind of thing. Yeah, it's got, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be games that are, like, high-end and very it's it's going to be games that the Activision wants to promote and to run well in a multiplayer system yeah and Battle.net is the best place for that yeah yeah I don't I don't know what they're doing on the data center side but if they need to like buy resources from a data center to like hold multiplayer games that shit is not a not cheap so like they are making a significant investment to like 
put black or call of duty black ops on their you know server architecture so you know they're not going to just do that for any any game under the sun it's it's got to be something that there's a return on investment for putting out that money as a point though if we do see spyro suddenly show up on battlenet i called it uh, <laughs> it's not like either. mmo spyro like no it's probably not going to happen Hey, I'd play the fuck out of that. <laughs> you and you three other people on Earth. I You wouldn't? Spiro came out, like, after my time. Like, it just... I don't know. It's It was never anything that I got into. Um, Dude, I grew up with Spyro. Like, the yeah. Spiral trilogy and the Crash Bandicoot trilogy was literally my childhood. That's the thing. I mean... That's, those three game, those those games plus Soul Blade, which is now Soul Calibur, uh, those were the games I played nonstop as a child. And the Elder Solid. Those were my games. Yeah. I love those. I, 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 I mean, I can see that. <laughs> but it's just like, you know, you're a little bit younger than I was, so that maybe that appealed to you, you know, when you were growing up, and it just was kind of like looked like a kiddies thing when I was growing up. I grew up, I grew up in the Power Rangers era. This is this this is the, all of these things. I'm yeah, a 90s. Don't child. remind me. Don't remind. I'm a 90s kid. I'm a millennial. <laughs> I was just showing Chris before the show Dino Riders. If people remember that, and like, <laughs> I'd never. What heard is of this them. joke? It's like freaking dinosaurs with laser beams on their back. I mean, come on. I mean, although you had also never heard of the cataclysm uh, beta thing. True. True. The shark, the, the shark ra- being ridden by a T-Rex with lasers and an undead on top. <laughs> You'd never heard of that either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just fucking amazing. It was just flying around the maelstrom. Whenever you got to the maelstrom for the, uh, for the deep, uh, for the deep, deep core. Yeah. I can't yeah. remember what the zone's called. Um, mm-hmm. for, the, for the zone under the maelstrom. Whenever you got there, you just saw it flying around and then <laughs> Agra just flew you down past it. Okay. <laughs> it was weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we pretty much said everything that we can say about this. Um, I think our, our main point um, is Camu Tits. Yeah. <laughs> Camu Tits. Uh, do you have anything for Don't Do That or Do That? Um, don't Do That. Uh, my Don't Do That this week is probably going to revolve around the raid that we had on Thursday night. So we went down to a single night instead of two nights a week because uh, people are kind of burnt out from playing well. Um, <clears throat> we didn't have enough people to raid. We pugged out some people. We tried to get Agrimar down. We tried to get as much CC as possible. We couldn't do it. And I think, you know, if people aren't showing up and there's not even 10 people when you start the raid night, I think it's just like, call it a night, people. Like, eh, hang it I up disagree with and, that. you know, let's talk about not doing this again because it just it was it was painful it took about two and a half hours and i was ready to like rip my eyes out i would disagree how many people did you have before you punked eight eight i would disagree with calling it at that point then if you had five or six i would understand but eight you've still got enough to get a solid 10 man out there as long as your players are good enough and you pug uh, even co- relatively competent people, you've still got enough to actually clear a raid. Um, so I would disagree with that purely on numbers. If you, if you have about eight, I'd still say it's an, it's it's enough to justify your guild trying to do something. 
I mean, that's what we yeah. ended up deciding. We did end up deciding to try it, but it just didn't. I don't know. People's heads weren't in the game, or we weren't doing damage, or we didn't have great. Yeah, I have no idea what the hell happened. But it was a bad night. Every it was guild just has a bad them. night. Yeah, a bad night. Every guild has them. I, I remember um, back in Wrath, after we had killed Arthas, we killed him. We killed him almost every week after that. But there was two weeks in a row where we just couldn't kill the fucker. It was just wipe after wipe after wipe and it was just silly silly things it was silly things just people not focusing on something or just having a bad day and it happens yeah but that's just reading when when you're relying on humans and human error is still a thing which it will always be a thing um it happens bad bad days happen on a regular anyway we had a bad night that, that's my don't do that is you know, I would prefer that we just say, "All right, let's let's hang it up. We don't need to wipe for two hours to know that we're not going to do this, boss." Uh, I don't have a don't do that. I've had a salt through salt free week. I'm just very very excited about just everything in my life right now. So yay! Great. Life's life's going great for me. I'm happy. <laughs> um, on that note, that's our show. Uh, if you want to talk to us during the week, you can find us on Twitter. The show is AzerodCTC. Kevin is at SwingCat with a K. Uh, I am uh, at Akari underscore Mag. Gavril is Gavril underscore ET, and that's with two eyes. Uh, you can send emails uh, to feedback at AzerodCTC.com. So that's feedback at AzerodCTC.com. Uh, for links uh, from today's show, you can visit our website, which is AzerodCTC.com. You can send us reviews on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, all those good things. We'd love to hear from you. So please uh, tell us that we are garbage because, you know, we are. Uh, say goodnight, Kevin. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>